my brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying, He is one and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. So how many of you remember learning how to drive? For some of you, it probably was just a few years ago. I hate to admit it's now been 29 years ago. So I'm sure some things have changed in those decades, but back in the day, we had it as part of our physical education and health classes in school. So our health teacher, Mrs. Ratched, would have us in a classroom setting going through a, a book that came from the New Jersey Department of Motor Vehicles that looked like it had been written in the 1960s. And they had all kinds of rules and laws about dr- driving, And then we would have to watch all these videos about how to drive that also looked like they came from the 1960s, since most of the women had these beehives and poodle skirts, and every guy behind the wheel had a shirt and tie demonstrating how to properly drive. The one exception was a more current film that was showing the effects of of drunk driving. I think it was called Death Highway or something. I just remember it was very horrific, and it definitely made the point of how horrific drunk driving was. So Mrs. Ratched, though, was responsible to teach us all the the theories behind the practice of driving. I remember her teaching us this rule of thumb for highway driving, or as they called it, the speedway, or the motor highway. And basically, the rule of thumb was for every 10 miles per hour you drive, you should be one car length away from the car in front of you. So if you were going 40 miles per hour, you should be four cars back that you could measure by your thumb. Can you imagine? Anyway, I remember this one guy in class raising his hand saying, well, Mr. Ratchet, I thought you said we're supposed to keep both hands on the wheel all the time. How are we supposed to count car lengths with our thumb? She never did answer. She threw him out of class, so I don't really know how we were supposed to do that. But the second half of that semester, though, after we had completed that whole theory part, was when we were finally put in the car and we actually went on the road. And as excited as I was to finally get behind the wheel and drive, I was also kind of scared. 
the one student I was paired with got behind the wheel first, and one of our gym teachers, who was not affectionately called Gumby, I'll let you figure out why, um, he was our instructor, and he sat next to her, and he said, okay, so what do you do first? And she froze. And I chimed in, well, put the key in the ignition. And then she said, oh, no, no, adjust the mirrors. And I said, no, 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 buckle your seatbelt. And then he got angry with both of us. I don't even remember what the correct answer was again. And he just yelled and said, how the heck did you pass the first part of the course? But anyway, the point is, there are a lot of rules and laws to driving that are all there for important and various reasons. But there is a day when you have to stop studying them. And you got to get behind the wheel, you got to start to drive, and you start to put it into practice. And it's then that you, you start to realize that, yeah, there is wisdom to that rule of thumb. Because if you have to stop suddenly, you want to give enough space to, to hit the brakes. But that becomes a little bit more of a, a driver's instinct that you develop, at least here in this heavily congested area where there's rarely enough room to give six car lengths on the highway, especially if you're on a Garden State Parkway, you can imagine that. You're, the idea is hopefully not to be right on top of someone, so if you hit the brake, you don't hit them. Or when you, you've seen or you've heard or had a horrible experience of what a drunk driver has done, usually that rule and that law sinks in why there is no compromise on that. That if you have alcohol or any drug that can affect your abilities to react or to be alert, you don't drive. The theories, the, the laws move into practice and they're validated in a way that maybe you couldn't appreciate before. And the hierarchy of importance to them becomes apparent just as you get more and more comfortable and you drive more and more often. Today's gospel is an example of moving from theory to practice, from moving from studying to doing, moving from head to heart and soul. And this time the rules are the laws of God. We just heard Jesus having this another encounter with another scribe, someone who's been studying the law probably most of his adult life among a group of people who've been doing the same thing as well. And they're good at theorizing and debating and arguing with one another and with other groups of Jewish leaders. What laws are most important to God? How do you interpret this? When did someone violate the law and what do we do in that instance? How does one law fit into another? But in some ways, these leaders, these scribes, could get so stuck in those theories and those studies and those particulars, it's like they took the driver's ed class, but they have yet to get behind the wheel of the car. Because as Jesus approaches them, here they're encountering the, the fulfillment of the law, the fulfillment of all the Hebrew scriptures in front of them, yet they don't recognize him as such. Rather, they're perceiving him as a threat. Because in the verses right before this passage, they've been put forward all these law-related questions in an attempt to try to box Jesus into a corner and to discredit him. So as the scribes come forward, there's something different, though. Because he asks a question, which is an important one, and one that no doubt his fellow scribes and Jewish leaders had all argued over as well, which is the first of all commandments. 
And he's not asking the order of the Ten Commandments, but of all the laws and all the scriptures, of which there were hundreds, and probably just as many theories as to which was the most important, he wants Jesus' take on it. And Jesus' response is incredibly revolutionary to his hearers because he puts the love of God on an equal pairing with the love of neighbor. A safer answer to the crowd would have just been love of God alone because love could have left it somewhat general enough. Some could even argue that neighbors would have fallen under that anyway. But by Jesus equating the two of love of God and love of neighbor, He's commanding them to start living in loving ways. He's telling them that their love of the one true God alone is only validated, it's only affirmed, it's only actualized when we actually go out and love others. Sadly, in our day and age, we have clear examples, though, of what happens when we don't listen to Jesus' command and his insistence that both love of God and neighbor are an equal pairing. So when people only focus on loving God, that gives life to extremism and radicalism. That's how you have a terrorist driving planes into the building in the name of religion. That's how you have people calling themselves Christian and then holding up signs saying, God hates, and then insert a group of people who they've written off as sinners. Their pursuit of God leaves no room for weaknesses or the brokenness of humanity. Even outside those extreme examples, though, if we focus simply on loving God, eventually that can lead us to a place of moral superiority, where we simply believe that we're right and the rest of the world is wrong. And in the process, we forget to recognize our own faults, our own weaknesses, our own failures as well as our own need for Jesus and his salvation for our lives. On the other side, though, those who simply focus on love of neighbor, you can see from that comes the birth of secularism, where people might stand up for certain social justice causes that are important, while ignoring some other essential causes that are important as well, because, well, maybe they just come from God's law or scripture, and they dismiss them because of that. That's how you have someone who could attack a a person's religious belief in favor of tolerance or inclusion and dismiss them. That's how you can have someone argue that they're dedicated to the care of the poor and then argue in the next breath that abortion is one effective way to do that, ignoring the destruction of the most innocent of human lives, the baby in the womb. Jesus Putting love of God and neighbor on equal pairing annihilates those extremes and puts things into to right balance. So yes, in our, our love of God, we're called to turn away from sin and to do everything we can to eliminate sinful behaviors and not to encourage them. But we have to do that in an encouraging way, recognizing our own failures and our need to work together as brothers and sisters to avoid temptation. And yes, for our love for neighbor, we realize we are called to be our brother's and sister's keeper, but not at the expense of recognizing who it is that makes us brothers and sisters and having reverence for God our Father and the law that he's given us.
Jesus promises us that he will be our constant companion on this difficult road of life that we're all on. If we listen to him and follow his direction, we can find it's possible to take the wheel and to drive. Thank you. 